Joining us is the head coach of the UMass Minutemen, Don Tukun. And first of all, Coach, uh, last night's game, pretty entertaining game, especially the third period. Uh, we thought your club played pretty well much of the night, but uh, maybe just some mistakes at inopportune times hurt you. Well, you know, a couple of plays that were huge difference makers in the game occurred, and, you know, we'd like to replay those, but unfortunately we don't get to. And not, nothing more critical than the overtime goal, which ended in the first shift. And, you know, just a couple of young guys out there misreading, a, you know, a rush. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Merrimack continues to do what they've done very well, close people out, mm-hmm. uh, play with a conviction, and, and finish, finish plays. So, you know, kudos to them. And, you know, obviously if there's such a thing as learning from those experiences, hopefully we're learning fast. I have to say, yeah, you know, we were impressed when we when we saw Adam Phillips before, but last night, especially the two goals that he scored. I mean, the one timer, just a rocket of a shot, and even the other shot, uh, the other one, a n- nice shot as well. Two big goals when you guys needed them last night. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. I mean, he's he's a freshman defenseman with eight goals, yeah. speaks volume. Um, he shoots it a ton. He's got real nice hands. Um, when he, when he gets stronger, he's big enough. I mean, he's six six, but when he gets stronger and starts putting on a few pounds, I think he'll dominate at this level. And, you know, so we're we're looking forward to that happening sooner rather than later. Yeah, we were just talking off the air. I mean, uh, your club's in a situation. I think that Merrimack was in a couple years ago where the better players were the younger players. You needed them to mature and so on. And and uh, you know, we look up and down the lineup. I mean, you got Connor Sherry, obviously Michael Pereira, and uh, Brendan uh, Graysel. A lot of guys here who played very well last night, and they're all young players. They've, they've been good players for us, and we're asking a lot of them. Um, you know, and, and then you look at our defensive core, and it's, there's four and sometimes five freshman defensemen in that that mix. And, you, you know, it's something we have to weather the storm and get through it, and we'd like to win a few along the way and grow as a team. And some people understand this and other people don't, and my job is to make sure we keep teaching and keep working, and, and I think it will happen because uh, they're good people. And Just as Mark has recruited good people, I think we've done the same. Good people find a way to get things done in the end of the day. Well, Mark Denny has mentioned as uh, worked with you a couple of times uh, at UMass and then at Princeton. Uh, just kind of interested to hear. Uh, first of all, when he came on, uh, how did you make the decision to, uh, to decide that he he was the right guy to hire back in the the early to mid '90s? And and uh, what kind of things did he did he do for Princeton then? Well, the first thing was to go around and speak to all the people I know in the business and just ask, you know, who's out there at the grassroots kind of and, you know, who's trying to make an impact at this level and wants to get in at this level because we were looking for a second assistant. It didn't pay a lot of money. I needed someone that was totally engrossed in the sport and the idea of being a coach on a full-time basis. And uh, Mark's name kept resurfacing. So that was that was an easy decision to go interview with him. Then when I interviewed with him, it was easier. He was smarter than I am. And, and and I recognize that, you know, that this kid's really insightful and bright and enthusiastic. It'd be a nice fit. And, uh, you know, he, he, the rest is history. He did great things for me, and he's done great things ever since. So I, I'm not the least bit surprised with his success here. You guys had a lot, a lot of success, obviously, first at Princeton, going to the NCAA tournament, winning the ECACs and everything. Uh, uh, what were some of the things, I think, that made that team successful and also some of the things that Mark did? Well, I think, you know, it, it's interesting because just as Mark's taken a young team and matured it, that team that won the ECACs was a group of guys as freshmen that only won seven games. And then the following year, they knocked St. Louis and Perrin and Timmy Thomas out of the playoffs at Vermont. And then from then we lost out in the ECAC championships, and the next year we won it. Uh, 
um, so that had its, you know, it, it, we evolved. And Mark was, uh, you know, a piece of the detail. I need detail people around me. That's <laughs> the kind of uh, the type of operation I like to run. I've got some grandiose schemes, and I'm kind of like a, a, a free thinker. And I try to surround myself with people that are really cross the T's and dot the I's. And Mark is certainly one of those guys. It's very interesting because uh, he left once to go to Fairfield, take the job there. What were your thoughts there, and, and how did you advise him at that point? I thought he was crazy, and you know, <laughs> you know, simply because. But he wanted to be a head coach, and I give him credit. And you know, that's part of his development. He took that program, and even though he didn't have much to work with and limited resource, it was his program, and he got to put his signature on it. And it wasn't about winning and losing games; it was about learning to run a program. And uh, although he only spent one year there. And then uh, his wife, Heather, smartened up and said he could come to UMass and have a full-time job there. They came and joined me, and he did great things, you know, at UMass. So all of that was uh, just a great experience for Mark and a great experience for me as well. So I'm guessing when that opportunity came to bring him back to UMass, it was a pretty easy decision for you. Yeah, it was an easy decision for his wife, and I don't think Mark had much to say about it. So, yeah, it, it was great for both of us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I, I wanted to have a common denominator. I had Len Cannell stayed back at Princeton, and, um, and I wanted, I had Bill Gilligan that I knew I wanted to hire who was at UMass, but I wanted someone that had worked with me before, so that made it an easy choice for me, just as it's a nice choice for me to have Len Cannell back with me now. That common denominator kind of levels things off in the office. You guys had tremendous success at UMass uh, going to the Hockey East Championship game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's been a little bit of up and down, and part of that is, you know, trying to create a history with our program. We seem to get to a certain level, and then, you know, anything can happen. And, sure. and the most recently, Wellman, Maku, Irwin, they all take off. Johnny Quick, they take off, and they turn pro because that's the day of the game. So yeah. we haven't been able to keep that nucleus together. Right. Hopefully the team I have right now, there's going to be a nucleus of players, you know, players that stick out mm -hmm. the whole experience, and that gives us our best, uh, best chance of succeeding. I'm interested to know then when, when uh, the opportunity came up at Merrimack and, and Mark was interested and had an opportunity to go here, how, how did you advise him at that point? Oh, well, you know, he, he said, he said, I'm going to stick my nose in there. And I said, you know, it's not easy to get these jobs. There's many, many qualified people and too few jobs for all the qualified people. By all means, Mark, you know, go s sit in the, in the interview process. That in itself is a learning experience. I think you'll be surprised yourself how well you, you'll do. I, I knew several of the people here. They asked me what I thought, and I told them that you got a real sharp, bright guy, and just pay attention to him. If you give him an honest chance, I think he'll impress you with his ability to be able to communicate, and the rest is history. Is there anything then that uh, surprises you about what he's been able to do here? No, I'm just, you know, I'm taken back that, um, that you know, all these kids that he's brought in, some of them who he, he, he doesn't apologize for being a little bit older, the older junior player, he's really been able to get them to understand how important it is for them to be part of the Merrimack fabric and to really buy into the, the whole process of becoming a great team. You know, you don't have too many guys in that group, even though they're very good individual players, they're not working for the collective cause in, in a variety of ways, whether it be, you know, in the, in, in the community, on campus, playing as a team. So he's been able to galvanize that whole end of things. And, and uh, I don't know if I'm so surprised, but I know there's a lot of work that's involved in getting getting it to that point. 
Those are clearly things, I mean, we can tell that he's learned an awful lot from you, and there's a lot of things that uh, go back to things that you do. So uh, it's a real testament to the job that you've done over the years. Well, it's nice of you to say, but, I mean, Mark's his own person, and I've always said that. Uh, but, he's, you know, he's, we've been really enjoyed each other. I mean, I think we've got a friendship that will carry through the rest of our lives. And I, Except when he's playing UMass or any team that I coach, I always wish him the best of luck. I, you know, he's a, f a fabulous young coach and an even better person. Well, Coach, thanks for spending some time with us. Best of luck tonight and the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you very much.